0: Hi, I'm Thomas Fox with Creative Mornings Cleveland. We're thrilled to have Evergreen Podcasts on board as our official podcast partner. Evergreen Podcasts is committed to producing the best original content and engaging shows. Right now, you're listening to Wake Up Call, recorded on location at the monthly Creative Mornings Lecture Series. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Wake Up Call is an opportunity to connect with the creative community and explore themes inspired by today's Creative Mornings Breakfast Lecture. It's at these monthly events that we invite attendees of the lecture series to join us for coffee and conversation full of out of the box thinking to spark your imagination. I'm David Allen Moss, and for this episode of Wake Up Call, we're exploring the theme, Symmetry. Join me as I sit down and talk with Erica Bound, Tom Evanchuk, Ginger Biss, and our featured guest today, Jesty of Jesty Beats and Holy Mattress Money.
1: So I help designers uh, and companies and makers um, develop profitable product lines. I use the opposite of symmetry all the time. It's yeah. all about this tension. And we talk in my business about the creative tension. It's that push-pull. It's that what keeps you off of balance. So I always like it to be uneven because that tells me stories.
0: I mean, we're sitting around some asymmetry right now. A, mm-hmm. a great place to talk about it, I guess, in the Museum of Contemporary Art. Right, the building itself. This place is so angular. I don't know if there's symmetry the closest thing to symmetry are those elevator doors and those two trash oh,
1: cans can. <laughs> over there.
0: But you know, like, holy cow. That's Erica Bown and me talking at Creative Mornings. The event is at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Cleveland. And if you haven't been there before or haven't been recently, make sure to stop in if you're in Northeast Ohio. The building itself is an art piece, and the exhibits are continually changing, so it's always worth another visit.
1: It's even in people in your life, you know, everything... You know, there are certain things that happen in a certain way, and then something bucks that trend. Something goes rogue in, in, any, in any way, and that's the interesting thing. That's what I like to capitalize on.
0: Do you think that artists and, and, and creatives can reject symmetry to a fault? You know, like, I'm not doing that. It's center justified. It's, it's not my jam. I don't want the balance. I'm going to reject it. It's also this idea, though, that if we question everything, if we're comfortable with that, out of chaos comes order. These things sort True. of swing back and forth in the art, in the mode of making the art. You disrupt everything. You blow it all up for it to come back together into that one line. That's true. The next thing you know, That's there's true. symmetry in all that. That's mm-hmm. what's kind of fascinating.
1: Symmetry helps people feel calm and um, grounded and um, safe and anchored. And you need some of that in order to be brave, right? If right. everything is chaotic and upside down, you, you lose your confidence. But you need something that anchors Something that's symmetrical, that helps you, works as a platform for you, helps you lift off.
0: Erica was the first person to sit down with us, and we let our conversation about symmetry take us wherever it wanted to go. It turns out that we talked about asymmetry quite a bit, as you heard. And listening back to what Erica had to say provides us with an incredible primer for what we'll continue to hear throughout this episode. The morning's featured speaker is Jesse. A music producer super successful recording artist and we'll talk to him a little later but first we were fortunate to have tom evanchuk sing and play for us that morning and we had a chance to sit down and talk with him are you a symmetry guy or are you asymmetry i think i would classify myself as a symmetry guy yeah you know i, I i've never
2: been asked that before that's a yeah that's well, you know, it's like
0: what 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 makes your art roll talk about what that means to you
2: for me I mean symmetry is in music I think it's it's important you yeah. know especially with songwriting yeah you know you you, you try to relate uh, show a resemblance and and put out your perspective in the best way you can
0: and that's easily done with symmetry I would say sure. when you when you write a song do you find symmetry as a thread in there like how you Uh, You know, verse, alternate chorus, whatever the arrangement is, do you feel like you're looking for that balance and symmetry's gotta play? I think the thing I try to do with songs is probably the opposite of that. I try to say
2: something in the most obscure way. My whole thing is, how can I say something that doesn't mean what it's supposed to? Sure. You know, I grew up on Dylan and Neil Young. so.
0: Let's talk about our heroes for a minute. Do you think they have a, a grip on this idea or the tension between symmetry and asymmetry, you know, chaos and order, balance mm-hmm. and imbalance, or, you know, these guys are in a whole other league. I would say so. You feel I would they're, say they're like yeah.
2: masters of that, yeah. you know, they're just, and they do whatever they want on purpose. We're going to start this way and you're, this roller coaster's going and we're going up and then some of them are just, we're going to plummet as far down as we can. Right. But you're going to feel good about it. You're right. going to be screaming joy the whole way down. So if somebody comes up to me and says, I really love that song, it means this to me, and in my head I'm going, that's not what I was writing about at all, I'm a happy camper. You know, that's, that's a good day for me. I don't know why, it's just I find that fun. But I think mainly because they found their own thing in the song. For me, that's a big thing. And I hope I'm going the right direction. But if you simplify it with, you know, there's a lot of love songs out there, right? Right. Everyone writes love songs, you know, oh, I got my heart broken. But everyone loves, not to say this, but everyone loves the love song that's the most realistic where, you know, there's a line in the song where there's an empty bottle on the table, you know, and it's like, well, why did you drink that bottle? you know? But they don't ever go into it. All they just say is that she's gone, but
0: they don't know what happened. Why did her leaving force me to down a whole bottle of booze? There's that asymmetry again, leaving your audience hanging. Not giving resolution or explanation really makes this empty bottle of booze on the table stand out. I think this really translates across all mediums and forms of art. Tom is talking about drawing interest or raising questions about a particular piece of the whole. Maybe symmetry helps to create an environment that allows us to explore that specific point. Well, maybe that's
2: it, right there. I mean, you have it, you're balanced, you're centered, but that's, it's like your home base. You know, basically right. what you're saying, that's your go back to like, all right, it's getting too chaotic. I'll just go stand right here again and look around and everything's where it should be. And then I'll go into the room that's my throw room where there's just tons of stuff stacked up. It's yeah. chaos. And then I go back to my living room that's like two chairs facing each other, exactly the same.
0: Yeah. You know? Hey man, thanks for joining us. No, it's I'm awesome. Sure. Uh you mentioned you're a writer. Let's talk about symmetry in writing.
3: Well, I'll tell you the first time that I made a connection with the importance of symmetry in writing yeah. uh, was when I was in high school. I was in AP English, and I had a teacher that talked about composition. And I think that's interesting because in music we call it composition, in art we call it composition. There's a hierarchy in design, but. It's called composition because there are patterns and those patterns they make people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's something for academia, whether it's something for technology or even if it's something very like infotainment, there's an introduction and then you make three points and then there's the close, there's an outro. You know, right. I tell people I get paid to play with words and you think about how they sound. And you think about how they look, and Uh you think about rhyming. And if what you want to do is make something memorable, you have to make people connect. When people get what you're doing, you welcome them and you invite them into what you're trying to convey. And they become a part of that. People love rhyming. They love patterns. They feel drawn in.
0: People like that pattern, huh? This is Ginger Biss talking, and I don't disagree with her at all, but it does make me wonder, why do people like patterns? Is it about understanding something? Most people are sort of hardwired to be afraid, or at least a little uncomfortable around things they don't understand, right? So maybe that's what we're getting at. Does symmetry create a sense of understanding, of comfort or safety almost? Does chaos command order? So you get to a point where, where chaos, whether it's bluster, whether it's false narratives, whether it's pure lies, but when it gets to that point, does absolute truth, the anchor, the middle, the symmetry, pull it back to order?
3: I think people, especially the more chaos and confusion that comes into our lives personally, I agree that we seek that balance and we seek that symmetry. That's what's reassuring. That's what's calming. Do we live in chaos and confusion? That's the reality. We're constantly battling and dealing with and making amends for chaos and confusion.
4: Jesse, what does symmetry mean to you? For me, Uh, Symmetry, it's more like balance and using the other parts in comparison to the thing that came before it. Um, So I like to use it by playing with the expectations of people. And I think that symmetry is one of those things where we're kind of lulled into, you know, expecting things. And I try to do that. And I like to give the people what they want and what they are craving that you
0: want to reach for. as many people
4: as you can yep right and
0: now. then and then have them also connect with what you're doing Absolutely. so you're creating stuff that is approachable so do sure. you feel like where you were in your career and you were doing all these amazing things and you were mm-hmm. meeting all these high rollers out on the west coast mm-hmm. it was pulling you further away from that center even though you were learning and growing and did that have to happen do you feel I, like it had to
4: go that way? I definitely believe I'll that. Ca- little, yeah, I see your heart hands. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that the chaos had to happen to get me to this point. Um, it's it's really interesting because I had all of this momentum before I even went to Los Angeles in the first place. Um, and what's crazy is I tried to take that momentum and like kind of leverage it out there. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, like, this is amazing what you're doing and what you have, but you aren't doing it in this market and that was kind of a deterrent for me but and I had momentum and I stopped it then in order to pursue my songwriting and that passion um it's it's kind of interesting for me because I as a person who started in a dorm room was making it up the entire time and i felt like that fraud syndrome that imposter syndrome i'm like look i have no clue what i'm doing and people are loving it and so i moved to la to kind of be shown and i found these mentors that did nothing but show me the ropes show me the business so from that i realized that i had it all along (laughs) and i'm just going to do what i been doing before, but I needed to know, like, I needed to see that. Right on. Um, You know, I think that my leaving Los Angeles was for me to actually stop the noise so that I can actually hear my voice so that I could project it and give it to the world. So you know? now you're bringing it to a, a focal spot. Absolutely. Centered. It's crazy because the way that I started is the way that I'm, like, ending. And I'm not saying that this is going to be the final chapter, oh, but yeah. this is going to be another launching pad.
0: You know I had a chance to go to lunch with Jesty before this event like a week prior and the bits of his story that I knew were pretty interesting and I wanted to know more. We just touched on his going to and then leaving LA but I wanted to hear about his time there as he tried to establish himself and how those experiences affect his music today.
4: I think that the core of my music would be that I had those years of being in the studio with like top tier. My first day at the recording studio, I was there with a guy named James Fauntleroy. He's one of the biggest songwriters in the urban R&B worlds. Like right now, he's like really tight with like Jay Z and Kanye and all that stuff. Sure. And it was really intimidating to see this guy like go into a booth and mumble like almost inaudibly, and then be ready and then completely sing an entire song. He did it all in his head. And so I think that just watching these people and just learning and growing and taking tips and tricks, I've been able to kind of get my center and get my core sound and my core skill set. And then from there, I'm able to launch out and just kind of do me. You list some of these great people that you work with. What did they pass through you that you would pass
0: on to our listeners? Like,
4: you're always looking for
0: maybe a life hack. Yeah. And one that might even relate to the theme.
4: Yeah. um, Like, I was the guy Mm -hmm. who... Would be opening up the shows and then go directly to the audience and watching the headliner. I'm like, why are yeah. you headlining and why am I opening? And I would try to like tailor my show to like get better and better and better. Some of the things that I learned, it's kind of crazy. Like I remember one day, Master P, uh, one of my heroes, when I met him and I asked him for advice. I, I was really trying to get signed. I really like wanted to like work with him or something. But he was just like, Hey, man, look, keep your head on straight. Know what you want, just trust the timing. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. And I was like, that sounds like a cliche answer, and I don't want to hear it, but okay, thank you for your time. I went to um, dinner with Mike Jones. Like, I had opened the show for him, and then, like, we went to Denny's afterwards, and we, had, we were in Mexico, actually, and we drove up to the United States, went to Denny's, and he had <laughs> on, like, this... Crazy jewelry, like a hands full of jewelry. He had the number one album in the country at the time. Um, who is Mike Jones? And, you know, I was like, Mike, man, I was trying to get signed <laughs> or trying to get some beats. I had, like, the iPod shuffle, like, the long stick version. hanging there? Hanging on the neck. <laughs> and I, like, had beats on there. I was like, hey, man, listen to some beats. And he, like, listened. And I was like, yo, so I want to know, like, do you have any advice? You know, and he's like, hey, man, I never would have thought that this would have happened. I just, like, knew what I wanted. I stayed focused, and I just trust the timing. Wow. And so, like... Two people that I met, they didn't have any connection to each other, and there were many years in between that. They both told me to trust the timing, trust the timing, because the thing is, if you want it, you already have it, and if you already have it, then you can just be it. At the end of the day, it, it just takes time for some of these desires to come to be yours, and I believe that with all of my heart.
0: It's so cool to see the symmetry in Jesse's creative path, starting with little knowledge about how to become what he wanted, but being driven and passionate about the music he was creating. He's returned to that mode of creation in many respects. It's probably the reminder most of us creatives need to hear on occasion. We need know-how, dedication, and diligence, but we need feeling and passion too. That's why we started doing what we do in the first place. What if that's the thread of symmetry we all need along our creative journeys? If you haven't heard Jesty's music, look him up. Check out holymattressmoney.com to see what he's up to these days. Or if you've got some of your own musical ideas and want to collaborate with Jesty, go to justjesty.com and send him a message. You know, I could try to come up with something profound to wrap this episode, but I'm not sure that Henry Poincare hasn't said it best already. It is the harmony of the diverse parts, their symmetry, their happy balance, In a word, it is all that introduces order, all that gives unity, that permits us to see clearly and to comprehend at once both the ensemble and the details. Join us next month. The theme is water. Wake Up Call is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, a proud member of the Front Porch Media Network. Special thanks to executive producers, Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya, producer and audio engineer, Dave Douglas, and account manager Connor Standish. Thanks to 2Bob Crew for the use of their song, Rooster, available on iTunes. And if you would, please like and review this program. It helps keep the lights on. Learn more about this and other podcasts from Evergreen at evergreenpodcasts.com. I'm David Allen Moss. Thanks for listening to Wake Up Call, Ideas That Crow.